cults over here. Cults over there. There are cults everywhere. everywhere. And we're going to tell you all about it with a fairy tale twist. Welcome to Once Upon a Cult. Once upon a time, there was a man named Sean, and he is a dirty, rotten liar. He lies to you, all cultists. He lies. Why do you tell such lies? Because this is not the cult from our father. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't announce what it is in advance. That's why we should not announce what it is in advance. We make assumptions, and we all know what assumptions do. I really did that. Thing very well. You are like hugging that Makes mic. An yeah, ass. give it to me, baby. Makes an ass out of uh-huh, you and me. Uh-huh. So yeah, I don't know what made me think this was the Our Father one. The Our Father one is actually it's a very else. different name, yes. completely will, different name. We will. We promise we will come back to that one and do an episode on it. But for now, you will hear about John from. I was like, when does a doctor come I into know. all of this? <laughs> right when I read like, the description of what this is, I'm like, why would you believe in this? <laughs> so I must impregnate all the women. So that way they can be happy with the people on this island. <laughs> because they will send me cargo. <laughs> yes. So I did not know about this term. Apparently it was big in the 60s, but a cargo cult. A cargo cult, you say. Hi, my name's Sean. I'm Rachel. <laughs> and I'm Ellen. A cargo cult, you say. <laughs> so a cargo cult is when there's like a less technologically savvy people and they're described as a lot of times like in wartime, a plane would land and have all this cargo and the people would worship it almost like, oh, you are a higher being. You have these magical things. Also, if you watch, like, uh, <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while, actually. You will be proud of me. Oh. I don't even, Ancient Aliens. <laughs> what? Ancient Aliens talks a lot about kind of a cargo cult idea where, like, a lot of the Bible, according to the show, is um, aliens. Mm. Just people didn't know how to describe, like, this shiny thing coming from the sky. With mm. this so. superior technology. Yeah. And, and with wealth. And, like, well, and not even just the Bible. You think about, it like, kind of the uh, Latin American uh, indigenous cultures. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different stories around that. So it's kind of, it's fun to think about. And even then, if you... It's like, it seems to happen a lot with colonization as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So I can totally see the same thing that when the uh, conquistadors came across at Peru and the people there, there was a lot of beliefs when they were there that these people were gods because they came with this technology that was like greater than what they had themselves. Yeah. Road to El Dorado. I Road love that movie. <laughs> wow. I have never seen that oh, movie. It's so good. It's I've a musical it. too. I like so, musicals. Yeah. Is it technically owned by Disney now? Does it fall under the Fox? I think it's Well, yeah, I guess now it's under Fox. Because if it's under Fox, then yeah. it's Disney and we'll then do an I will episode on it. Bad. Yeah. On the other show we have that's not this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, John from uh, one of the rumors. I love, I've been like joking about this all week uh, or two days since I studied. But uh, John from apparently in one of the theories has a last name. Oh, mm. America. John from America? <laughs> John from America. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a couple different theories around why uh, 
they have this person called Jen from, and that's my favorite is that yeah. someone said like, Oh, if it was an actual soldier that was there and he said, hi, I'm John from America. Like that would make a lot of sense. There also was the idea that the word from was very similar to the word that they had for broom. Mm-hmm. And so it was the idea <laughs> that he was there to help like kind of clear out all the negative things that came from uh the christians that came to put a pin in that do some things (laughs) we're gonna talk about that a lot like clear that out and get them back to their roots so that was like a couple of the different ideas yeah i have actually there's five that i came across so the two that we mentioned also that he was a good spirit named john from Mm -hmm. there was also that um some people think it was just an islander using visions to gain power. We've never seen anyone really do that, though. Pretend what? they have visions to gain power. <laughs> Who does that? Who does that, no uh, <laughs> And then another one is uh, basically a lot like a lot of other cults we've seen. There was a root on the island named Kava, which uh, is a drug, mm-hmm. and they would use it to Sounds induce great. spirit visions. Yes. So some people think this was a spirit-induced vision. Yes, I like it. But let's go all the way back to the beginning. So now that you know where the rumors of where he may have come from. To the very beginning. To the very beginning. Of Tana Island. Well, at the time. Of Tana Island. At the time, <laughs> it was apparently called New Hebrides. Hebr- oh, um, Hebrides. yes, so the... Hebrides? Hebrides? Oh my gosh, I'm so bad at saying that. Um, So, new... Oh my gosh, (laughs) I can't say it now. You've ruined it in my brain. I ruined you. The Hebrides? The Hebrides? The Hebrides? Oh my goodness, whoever's listening to this (laughs) is going to be in physical pain. But like the actual Hebrides, or whatever they're called... That's not, that's the wrong emphasis. I'm going to go to them soon, (laughs) (laughs) because they're in Scotland. (laughs) We'll just call it Tana. So like the Isle of Skye and all that in Scotland was the original ones. And then uh, when explorers found these, they called them new. You know how they went everywhere, like how there's a York... Over, and a New York. And there's a New York here. And a New Hampshire. Yes. <laughs> um, but so, Tana Island, first of all, I just want to talk a little bit about the island. Do it. Yeah, no, that's what I like to How do. How dare you talk on a podcast? I know. It's like I <laughs> like to hear my own voice or something. Um, so, it is part of the island country, um, the Republic of Vanuatu. And I'm Vanuatu. My mm-hmm. goodness. I'm going to say lots of things wrong, and I apologize (laughs) for this in advance. Um, But it is actually not that big of an island. It's only 212 square miles, so it's like 15 um, across and – or no, sorry, 12 across and 25 long. And when you think about that being 212 square miles, that is 15 square miles shorter – or smaller than the city of Chicago. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's not a big island, um, and it's part of a chain in the South Pacific Ocean. And it was first settled in 400 BC by the Melanesians from surrounding islands of Fiji, Papua New Guinea, and other places like that. And it was, so that happened around 400 BC. And the very first time that they experienced um, kind of Europeans was when James Cook saw While exploring, he was a British explorer known for his voyages to Australia, New Zealand, and the South Pacific. 
And he was out there and he saw this beautiful glowing light emanating from this island. And that's because they have a volcano there, Mount Yasser, <laughs> that is still active today. And so oh, he wow. went over to the island um, in August of 1774. And he was the first time between them arriving in 400 BC. That's like over 2,000 years because then 1774 before they actually saw any Europeans come that way. And then shortly thereafter, uh, the 19th century saw traders um, visiting and then also Presbyterian missionaries that I have feelings about. Why? They were so honest and kind. They definitely didn't <laughs> try to force people's beliefs out of them and well, ruin their culture. If you call whipping and beating people forcing. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing them in jail for yeah. 17 years. You know, all the nice things that Christians like to do. Go with God. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess that actually, like, there was a lot of success in the beginning. A lot of people were coming around to the faith. But then there became a movement where the Tannanese were like, no. <laughs> they yeah. decided they did not mm -hmm. want to do this. So just to get into more detail. So this was 1906 when the British came and colonized it. And they forced Christianity on people, which is not great Christians. I don't hate Christians, but I hate some of the things Christians have done. <laughs> Yeah. Including when I was leaving, Alan had to hear all about this. <laughs> I was leaving Albertsons in my beautiful rainbow Elvira shirt and somebody asked for money and I said, no. And they said, God help you. <laughs> and I'm like, not go with God or God be with you. God help you. I'm like, fuck you. You need it. <laughs> yeah. You need help. I feel like that was a judgment. <laughs> But anyway, I digress. So uh, apparently this kind of lasted until around 1940. Was that kind of where you found it? 40-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were still kind of there. And really one of the big things that brought people back to this belief of what they called their practices was custom. Mm -hmm. um, and that had all to do with like enjoying the kava root and the rituals that they would do and living the a good life <laughs> yeah like perfect for where they are on this teeny tiny island uh, and i have to say all the men in the documentary they are, were built oh we're talking about those washboard abs <laughs> yeah they got a good thing going on there yeah, and they, all the piggies everywhere. The pigs. the pigs. It looks like the pig from Moana. Yes. So I think what happened that made it awkward is in 1940, it said that during World War II, this is when John Frum landed on the island and said, America will bring good things to your people. And he, there's been different descriptions, like he was not white or black and understood all languages, but then something else said he was white. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like... Like how Jesus and else is black. Said he was black <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah, and some that just said he was a spirit. He was a spirit, and I think it's funny because um, we got a lot of our research from. It's called Waiting for John. It's a documentary you could find on YouTube, or we got it on Amazon. But to fill in some of the blanks, it's kind of like why did the the British suddenly kind of let everybody leave? Can you say oh. again? Uh, don't say the a word. <laughs> Don't say the A word. What have I done? Stop. Amazon, stop. So at this time, um, in like 19, 
1842, the Americans came and they started becoming friends with the Islanders because the Islanders were yeah. helping them with and, their war stuff. Yeah, and this was because of Pearl Harbor. Um, yeah. Because yes. the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, so they wanted to set up base in across the South Pacific, basically. So that's kind of where we start to see more involvement in areas like Vanuatu. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This area was called the Southwest Pacific Theater. Theater. And apparently a theater of war <laughs> is an area where people are fighting, which I didn't know. I'm like, why do they keep saying theater? Yeah. I'm really confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, theater is an area of conflict in a war. Um, so this was a place that, where both the Japanese were colonizing areas as well as um, the Americans moved in very heavily um, because this was a location that was kind of getting closer over toward the Japanese island, kind of taking, instead of being defensive and just sitting back, like, at the U.S., we kind of moved forward to be defensive. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> described it as, like, a battle for all these islands in the South Pacific because they were in between Hawaii and the Japanese, so mm -hmm. they were very important little islands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it created a defensive perimeter against Japan, not only to protect America, but also Australia, mm -hmm. which is very important. Um, and Tana actually wasn't a principal site where they set up a post. Um, that was actually nearby in Afate, was where the big military base was. But they did go to the island, um, They and they got about a 1,000 people from Tana that they recruited to come work on the American military base that was nearby in Afate. Yeah. Um, and... This was the very first time that this island really saw this first world technology because even though they previously had Europeans that were there, um, they were coming by boats and they were missionaries living very simple lives. So this is the first time these people arrive and there are these flying contraptions. Mm -hmm. There are these boxes that like speak and have words come in. There's like so many clothes. There's like food. Another thing that um, was kind of put out there as a possibility was that they were also seeing both um, black and white soldiers that were kind of in the ranks together um, and so there was also an interesting kind of concept of like seeing people that looked like them that also had access to all these new goods and this interesting technology and seeing that set off this whole new indigenous uh, belief system that was all about how their like life changed after that moment. <laughs> it was never going back. And it was all about really fast advancing technology and um, really come up as a result of colonization, which is where Argo cults come yeah. into play. So in 1941, it said that's when John Frum apparently told them they had to rid themselves of all Western ideals, including money, Western education, and Christianity and that they all had to go work on copra plantations. So this is where we were talking, where the British didn't take too well to this. Everybody's leaving. They all want to just live their lives. Let's throw some of them in jail. Let's beat them. Some people were even killed. But then in 42, when the Americans came, the Americans were friends with these people. So it was kind of like, well, 
do we fight the Americans? <laughs> do we start a war within a war or just let these people kind of go? So British kind of like, are the British kind of, kind of left at that point from yeah. my understanding. Well, it was the British and the French mm. both had colonized. I don't know how they both did, but they, it was like a jointly held island. And it wasn't actually till much later that they officially then released all claim in quotes <laughs> to the island. Uh, but I think they started, that's when they really started kind of backing off as far as like mm-hmm. having them labor for them and things like that. I did find it funny, apparently, John promised all these people houses and refrigerators. <laughs> I mean, it's what we all want, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I want a house. Somewhere to live and something to keep my stuff cold. Yes. Unlike my cousin's baby shower where the soda was warm. <laughs> warm soda? That is atrocious. And beer. <gasps> but they had ice. I mean, not they for the beer, did. but they for the soda. Did. Fine. <laughs> you, you couldn't put it in the beer? <laughs> I mean, you can if you like watered-down beer. Yeah, you're blasphemous. I, I will, I'm not below putting ice in my wine if I have a white wine that is not chilled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fair. Yeah. Um, so this, at this point, this reminds me a lot of the Book of Mormon. Mm. Like, it really does make you look at religious ideals in any religion and it just kind of to me a very stripped down like you said it's a tiny island it makes you kind of see how a lot of this stuff has started how it can start with like it may have just been a an army person scouting ahead who came to the island and now this religion quote unquote has been around for what like a hundred years almost <laughs> yeah going yeah. on a hundred mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh yeah and Like, cargo cults in general I found really interesting because um, the way that this comes out of colonization, specifically within the Melanesia society, um, seems to happen because of beliefs that they themselves had already had around um, how they get, they have an expectation of support and help from their ancestors, um, also from charismatic leaders and also gods. And in these societies, you are a powerful person if you are able to kind of take care of people. If you are able to give gifts to others and have them be indebted to you, then you are a powerful man. And so in that, like you gain your prestige and power through gift exchanges And the more wealth you could distribute to people, the more people in debt to you and the more renowned you are. But if people are unable to reciprocate those gifts to you, they are rubbish men. Oh. (laughs) And I I read this in an article and then also Chief Isaac used it as well where he was like, I'm not a rubbish man. And I'm like, this this phrase is great. (laughs) Rubbish man. (laughs) And a rubbish man is really... The, the person that couldn't pay back, that didn't have the wealth to be able to distribute among his family and among his uh, village. And um, so this was because there was a... So in these cargo cults, the fact that these people came, these foreigners, with these amazing uh, products and gifts that they could never, ever be able to, like, repay. 
that left them feeling like rubbish men. It made them feel lower than these people. Mm. These people are clearly closer to gods, closer to ancestors. But then also then that could have a belief where these goods that they came with were clearly created by spiritual means because they look at something as simple as a pen and they're like, they can't tell how this would be created. They don't have anything in their society where you could manufacture this pen. So clearly it is created by the gods because they don't have the experience behind it um, of everything that goes into that. And so it creates this idea that these people that have these goods must not have it for the right reasons. They have it because of trickery or because of a mistake. And um, that really these gifts were meant for the indigenous, but somehow the foreigners gained control through malice or mistake. Mm. So there's like a weird kind of dichotomy going on there. Um, And so that's one of the reasons why they do those rituals is because they are starting to kind of behave the way that they saw these foreigners did in order to intercept the goods. Yeah. You're just coming out lower, but I think it's fine. Oh, okay. Well, it sounded fine in the test. Yeah. So they do these things, these things that the foreigners did in the hopes that they'll be able to intercept the goods that Mm. were meant for them originally. (laughs) You're right. It's almost like the whole thing. I know I bring him up a lot, but I just love the man so much. It's almost like with Trump, the way like his (laughs) followers know he's not a religious icon, but they treat him like he's allowed to not have to be because he's doing God's work. It's very odd the way you can like worship someone but no, they're a rubbish man. Yeah. Which, by the way, when we start our cult, we need to, instead of rubbish men, we need to call them trash pandas. <laughs> trash pandas. This is the trash pandas. Stop being such a trash panda. <laughs> so we also kind of have, along with the whole rubbish idea, that um, it seemed like the people really did believe what we were told the Americans held promise and would help us. So in 42, when the Americans did come and help liberate them from the British indirectly, they're kind of like, hey, it came true. Mm-hmm. It happened. They did help us. <laughs> yeah. This is great. These are our new friends. They'll be here forever. <laughs> They'll be here forever. Oh, no. <laughs> but then the war ended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some of the things that um, they worship at this time is much like we see in Christianity They have a day of worship, it's Friday, where they gather and sing about John's promises and what the future can be. Yeah. I liked their songs. They were fun. Yeah, they were like really pleasant songs in the documentary. (laughs) And they also have a special day. The day before Jesse's birth. Oh, yes. (laughs) February 15th. John Froome Day. Yeah. So fuck Valentine's Day. (laughs) We got a new holiday in town. Yeah. So apparently in the 60s, I did not know this until the documentary, but apparently cargo cults were like a big thing. Mm -hmm. Like Americans were very impressed. Oh, people are worshiping us. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it was just so interesting, I think, as well, um, because like not just Americans, but it like the Western civilizations are like, oh, 
these people are so simple and they think they're yeah. gods. Oh. Like, can we talk about what a snack young David Attenborough right? is? Right. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was like, oh, he still talks with the same inflections even when he was a little, yeah. little young man. Do you want to get into some of the more present day information? Yeah. So are we talking about our friend Fred? Yeah, we I all love. <laughs> our, did you have stuff on the? So by the nineteen nineties, apparently there were over five thousand from followers based mm-hmm. in Sulphur Bay. There were five thousand yes. of them. Yeah, I didn't even know there was that many people in Sulphur Bay. It's right. such like a small <laughs> air, like that's like as you said, Rachel is like the size of Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So tell us about Fred. Yeah, so in 1999, um, Fred returned on a fishing boat, and he said that he premonitioned that the lake, nearby lake would overflow and flooded the village. It ended up happening. He um, is a prophet. Yes. Because of that, yeah, they named him a prophet. So Prophet be- Fred. Prophet Fred, <laughs> yes. Best title ever. <laughs> So because of that, there's a rift. There was now another group that people could join aside from um, the cargo cult. Um, and it's ironically named Unity. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, even Fred said it himself in this documentary. Basically, he's like, I wanted like the John Broom people to come to the church and accept Jesus. Yeah. So I told everyone that they had to accept Jesus. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, Fred. Yeah. Prophet Fred. <laughs> And what I think is funny, because he says it's Lake Siwi, S-I-W-I, that would overflow from heavy rains. And I'm like, that's that's not that uncommon, mm-hmm. <laughs> that a lake would overflow. Yeah. But I guess it becomes even more common. Yeah. So apparently he had basically broke the dam that was, you know, keeping them dry or, you know, no, keeping the water levels well, but... Yeah, he basically kind of premonitioned it because he did it himself. He caused it. <laughs> so it said this was found out in 2000, a year mm-hmm. later, that he had caused yeah. it. And you would think the people would be like, false prophet. Yeah. But no, the people still follow him. Yeah. yeah. And I think, wasn't it only like a little, like 200 and some people that really stuck to the faith? Yeah. And 250. And because of the kind of discord between now this new belief for this unity church um, and them, they ended up having to be moved. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because they, they renamed themselves uh, La Macara, which basically means like the leftovers or unwanted cast outs. Yeah. So they're a little sad. Um, I bet Esmeralda would have sung her song. too. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture them singing that while they're like walking, running, no, walking away from the no, village. Yes. But it's also interesting, too, because, yeah, this is a small area. So it's interesting that, like, they have space to, to move around to another area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, were you going to say something? Oh, yeah, they were called Lamakara, but I found it kind of sus because they changed their name based on Chief Isaac, who was left in charge. His son. His son went into the mountains. Mm-hmm. And, and he found a cave. He found, we were laughing so hard at the cave. This is my cave. It's like a rock barely yeah. off the ground. It's like crouched under the... Yeah. Yeah. But he oh. says he didn't eat or drink for like three weeks and three days. I'm like, bitch, you'd be dead. He yeah. talks to God. Yeah. To John yeah. Froome. So apparently he was told that the new name would be the Orrery. Orary, Orary, yeah. 
So that's what they're called now. They're no yeah. longer the Lama Cara. Which means to get ready. Get ready. Or, or be prepared. Be prepared. Oh, wow. They wow. have all yeah. the songs. They're secretly Disney fans. <laughs> yes, because they are, I guess part of the John Frim thing is like that he is going to come back. Yeah. And like someone even said, like, I don't know. One of the things I listened to, they're like, that it's almost like apocalyptic in that way. But then I didn't see them talk about anything apocalypse. So I was confused by that. But Mm -hmm. he does say he'll return. Yeah. And it really, the reason it reminds me a lot of uh, Book of Mormon and also (laughs) Borat (laughs) is because in Book of Mormon, um, not to get into the ending too much, but they basically tell them like, oh, then the Death Star will descend upon us. (laughs) And they do all this pop culture stuff. And the people in this, like, African nation take it all for scripture. And they basically make a new religion. So it just, it really is eye-opening to see how this came to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so there are definitely rituals that yeah. they do, in uh, particularly around John Froome Day. Um, and I think that's kind of what, made them really interesting to Westerners was seeing the way that they've done these. They would create mock airstrips, mock airports, mock airplanes. So like all made of like um, palms Mm -hmm. and coconuts and straw, like all this stuff made from that. And they would set them up. And then because they had always seen the um, soldiers doing their drills, they make themselves rifles out of bamboo and they do military drills where they're Mm -hmm. all walking around and they believe that by doing all these things, they are kind of calling the cargo into them because that's what happened when the American military was here. They would do this stuff Mm -hmm. and then the cargo would be dropped for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also one of my favorites is that they had um, radios like, they would make radios out of coconuts <laughs> oh, yeah. and straw that obviously don't work. <laughs> what? But they made them. You're just not believing, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Hook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, I have mixed feelings here. I'd love to get the table's opinion here. So, the Americans came in, and for better or worse, we use these people for an endgame. And in return, they now worship us, which, I mean, is it bad that they worship us after we use them? And when I say us, I guess American culture, not us personally as Americans. But is it bad that we use them and now they have this belief? Or is it good that we gave them something to believe in? Well, part of the belief, like the John Broom aspect is new, but a big aspect of this was empowering them to bring back their custom. Mm -hmm. And I think that aspect of this religion, there is kind of that, you know, duas machina character that comes in to point things (laughs) a certain way. Um, But more so than even just like doing these rituals to bring in cargo, they also regained their connection with Kava and they... Um, stood up against a religion that was coming in and violently treating them because they wanted them to adopt their religion instead of holding their custom. Um, So I think there is 
a lot of aspect of this. Like, there's a whole part of it that's like really depressing that they are doing these rituals in the hope that these riches will be dropped for them. And it's just never going to happen. And it's such a small, small Island that it's never going to be a place where there is um, mass merchandising of anything to like create goods on the Island. Mm -hmm. Basically anything they get will have to be shipped in. Um, But I I really love that they are sticking really close to their original custom um, and their original. I love seeing that they're standing up against the Christians. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion? Yeah, no, I, I do like how due, due to this belief that, you know, there was something that told them, hey, like, go back to your roots, you know, go do kava again go do, do yeah. it you know do your drugs <laughs> yeah or like kill pigs because that's your culture to to eat <laughs> even though they're the cutest pigs yeah still i love that one guy was like he had so many pigs because yeah. he's like i'm yeah. getting married soon you gotta raise a lot of pigs <laughs> <laughs> yeah so definitely like that aspect and i mean the, the sad thing as it as this documentary started to end like they did talk about like a lot of people are starting to you know leave because they're they're finding that they can find success in you know more industrialized country or areas of the the country um but i think it's i feel like it's more turned into like a tradition now like you do it like do all these marches and stuff because like you've grown up to do it yeah um, every year so yeah but i mean i don't like i don't think it's a bad thing that this happened for the most part like i don't think we I mean, aside from us kind of like, or the Americans kind of recruiting them during the war, um, like, I think this was a good step for them versus them, you know, being in a religion that never really started with them. Yeah, I think something that Rachel said on a previous, I think on the Star Wars episode, <laughs> Jedi versus, <laughs> Jediism versus Jediism, where you talk about, like, the creation story and not taking it too seriously. I think that's what I get out of this. Who cares where John Frum came from? Mm Because like you said, it brought a lot of good to these people. And I think this is a good example of, you know, other religions who fight over, no, you killed Jesus. No, we didn't. Stupid shit like that. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Just focus on what it brings into your life. Like, Mm -hmm. is it enriching you? Are you loving the people around you? So Mm -hmm. I like that you added this one. And there there is, I think, a really interesting parallel. Because when you think about Christianity and how Christianity began, um, there were colonizers, Romans, that came in and started, like, inflicting their cultures onto the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And then there arose a prophet that said, hey, <laughs> go back to your teachings. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of similar. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> I kind of feel like after learning about this, I feel like the way it started is probably one of the elders was like, look how far we've gotten from our roots. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make up this story about this person and it's going to drive everybody to our roots. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. I do have a little bit of bad news for both of you. Oh, This is something that I asked Alan during the documentary and I found proof of it, unfortunately. There have been people who have gone to the islands. It says Europeans, but I'm sure it's been others, too, who have gone and said, I am John Frum. (gasps) Uh, I guess the most famous one or infamous one was Claude Philippe Berger, who just died in July of 2021. 
who he styled himself the very European. <laughs> very European. <laughs> he styled himself as the traditional king of Tana. So that's where I'm like, why do people have yeah. to mess it up? Like, just leave them alone. And he's also John from Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're clearly yeah. 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 <laughs> So the other thing that kind of crossed my mind, which I wanted to talk about, is it's it's funny because these people have such a limited view of Americans, but looking at our country today, mm-hmm. how do you think they'd feel if they were to visit America and see like what we go through here? I don't know. I heard, I think I heard that one of them, like one of the elders, I don't know if it was Isaac or not, mm. like did come to America and went back and still, there was still, like, awe in, like, kind of just how much is available and how wealthy of a um, thing it is. And I I guess that's also an interesting aspect of this is there's no part of them where they're, like, looking at Americans and saying, hey, those are good people. They're not. They're like, we want the same good wealth (laughs) that the Americans have. Mm -hmm. We deserve it. We've worked hard. We honor our ancestors. Where's our wealth? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. They don't have to be good people. We just want the, what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be like very um, eye opening for them to like come to America and see like there's also poor people here too. Like, not every American is successful, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. It was really interesting during the documentary to see like a lot of Nike. And a lot of yeah. very America style jeans. clothes, jeans. Um, even to the point where it was a little odd to see like an elder painting USA onto <laughs> one of the youths. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see, I'm like, I want to see this happen at a Trump rally. I want to see people just painting USA <laughs> on their bare chest. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. So, yeah, definitely a very interesting thing. Definitely nothing to do with our father. (laughs) No. 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 There's no impregnating of all the women. No. Such a deception. Such a deception. I'm such a liar. Yes. Mm. (laughs) So, is there anything else you want to talk about on John Frum before I make our announcement? I don't think so. I think we covered all the... All the goods, all the important things. All right, so let's go through our tenets real quick. Um, is there a charismatic leader? I mean, there's always, there's like an elder that's always in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like, I, I don't think of it as like a manipulative leader, but... Yeah, I mean, there is a charismatic leader, in my opinion, because you're right, there is somebody to always lead, and there's, like, the, the idea spirit of, of John from. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently he's talking through someone, so. Yeah. Um, alienation. I don't feel like there's... Not purposely. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, they were alienated because Fred the po- Prophet was a jerk. <laughs> yeah, I would say, like, Fred the Prophet maybe alienation, yeah. from what it sounds like, but not from... Chief Isaac so much. Yeah. Uh, belief system. They yes. have interesting beliefs. Oh, wait, they <laughs> have some beliefs. They have some beliefs. <laughs> they always have some beliefs. But yeah, clearly there is this like deeper um, belief within 
the Melanesian area mm-hmm. that has then kind of adopted some things that they learned from Western sides and like combined in this really interesting way. Yeah. Outside evil. No, I don't think there is. Christians. I mean, Christians, <laughs> well, clearly. <laughs> I feel like that, like, back in the day more so, but it seems like, yeah. I don't know, yeah. they're not actively, like, going after Christians. Well, and I feel like they they interviewed that one guy from the Christian church that's... Yeah. And how he's just like, yeah. I went there and I baptized 18 people. And he was just so predatory well and I freaking hated him. What, what made me laugh about him he's like they believe in this ridiculous thing that john yeah. from is gonna come back for waiting for jesus jesus is gonna come i'm like wait wait a minute here wait a minute the cognitive dissonance is deafening yeah well and this is what i've talked about before how it's crazy like for example we have thor as an Avenger, but, like, he was a god yeah. in his time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so funny how we revere, like, Jesus can't be in Thor, Love, and Thunder because he is a revered <laughs> person. But it's about Thor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, enough of my soapbox. Um, sense of community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. So are we thinking this one's a cult? I think it's a religion, if anything. A religion and a culture, almost. Yeah. yeah. But not a cult. Yeah. Yeah, just more like a traditional thing that they do every year. I mean it's it's almost like their reenactment is like our reenactment of World War One. <laughs> yeah, they do in like the New England states, so that's yeah. how I see it. Yeah, I think the thing that differentiates for me is like they're not taking wealth from their people. Like they yeah. encourage people yeah. to give up wealth to kind of live their old school, traditional life. They're not like manipulating their people. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, very interesting. So um, this is the one time, this is the last time I'm going to tell you, Colties, what our next episode is. It's going to be Quiverful, <laughs> which is the name <laughs> of the Our Father cult, which is nothing like John Frum. It's a very different name. <laughs> <laughs> I like read it and I was like, that, okay. That's not even similar. Okay. <laughs> it's not like... Jack Go, it's Quiverful. Quiverful. <laughs> so we do have an announcement. So this is episode eighty nine. Woo! Uh, I am going to give <laughs> this number. That's a hysterical <laughs> number. <laughs> I am going to give one more. Uh, we have one more Patreon episode on the Millerites that Vicky and I did very early on. They were the secret enemy of season one. Mm-hmm. So that'll get us to episode ninety. Fabulous. All that to say, we are going to go to episode 100, which is one more season of 10 episodes, and then we will be ending Once Upon a Cult. Yay! Yay! Because, like, we enjoy doing this, but it's also a lot, and we've done a lot of cults. Like, it gets harder and harder to find... Something unique. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And decently easy to research, because also... We're not expert researchers. Yeah, we have full-time <laughs> jobs. We don't have people <laughs> researching for us. Yeah. So we will be doing the last 10. So we would encourage you, um, if you do have, like, that cult you really want to hear, we've had some people write in, which we're very thankful for. Um, I'm sorry I don't have your name in front of me. I did search it, but I couldn't find it. But thank you for um, sending us the New Testament Christian Church, Soka Gakai, which we covered, and then uh, Jameson Stone, We'll definitely try to get to those if we have room and if we could find enough on them. 
But yeah, other listeners, if you have something you want to hear within the last 10 episodes, please let us know. You can find us mostly on Instagram or onceuponacult at gmail.com. Was that your stomach? It was. My stomach made a weird noise. Yay! It was a celebration noise. Celebration. (laughs) So um, I plan on keeping these episodes up if you do want to re-listen or keep listening. Um, But yeah, just those last 10, and we'll start putting those 10 out in January because we need a break, (laughs) and it's holidays. Holidays are busy. Yeah. And we're going to have to do some figuring out. Yeah, because somebody's leaving forever. Not forever, <laughs> but I am time traveling to eight hours ahead of you. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's going to be a little more difficult for a while too, but we'll work it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, please, um, we always welcome you writing us. I think the best way to get to us is through Instagram, but we welcome you through email. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you have any episodes you like. Let us know if you want a shout out on the episode. Let us know what um, cults you want. So yeah. we will definitely do our best. Yeah. 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 And once we're done, if you still miss us, we still have other podcasts out there. So. Like what? Where can we find you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can still find all of us at uh, Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, where we talk about everything under the Disney umbrella, including Marvel and Star Wars. And. You can occasionally find me on a real bonus number. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> but there is a good number of episodes to go listen to. Um, and hopefully there will be more uh, when I'm not traveling and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you can find me on Solving for X, where we're uh, actually coming up on a few more episodes. And then we're going to be on the Dark Phoenix saga. Gene. Gene! <laughs> if you don't know... You, you will. <laughs> um, you can also find me on Words of the Witches with Kevin. We are covering the Charmed comic books right now, which has been a load of fun because the drawings are not always great. And you can find our older episodes on Hanging with the Hollowells, where we covered season six through eight of Charmed. Woo! Woo! Thank you for listening. We'll see you in a few months. Bye. Bye. Bye.